I know right now, and you guys need to hear this, the challenges are, gonna, are great. I'll say it that way. And um, there's going to be some things going on in your lives or things that are going on in your lives that you might ask yourself why. Why are these things why does it seem like I get through this situation and all of a sudden here's something even bigger or worse coming at me? you got to understand that we have an enemy out there. He's out to steal, kill, and destroy. He's not going to let up. In fact, I believe he's going to turn it up all the more. I know I, you might have heard me say this before, but it's the truth. Have you ever seen somebody in a fight? And when they're in this fight, they get pressed and they get up against the wall. What do they begin to do? They just begin to flail to try to get out of that situation. And that's what the enemy's doing right now. He's not going to get out of the situation because he's defeated and he's defeated forever. But he's going to do as much, cause as much problems as he possibly can. I'm saying all this to say this. You've got to trust in the Lord. You've got to put your trust in him and lean not to your own understanding. I got hit with some news this week and... Um, It was not the easiest thing for me to hear it. And, um, you know, when those kind of things happen, that it's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. One person knows about crying. I know about crying. I've got my wife, Joni Elizabeth, in my life. But um, I, it, just, it just seems like to me that right now, more than ever, we've got to have that relationship we got to be pressing into him more than ever. Lean not to your own understanding. There will be things happening that just doesn't compute in your head. Why is this happening? I'm going to tell you a little secret here. There's going to be many times that you don't get answers to your why questions. There's actually a scripture in Deuteronomy 29, 29, I believe it is. The secret things belong to the Lord. Do you know that in my mind, when I pray for people to be healed, I expect for them to get healed. And yet, you know, I've prayed for people to get healed and they have actually died. And that could bother me. That could impact my faith. But I've come to the realization that I'm called to do it by faith. And then it's between God and that person. There might be something going on in that person's life that I have no knowledge of and God doesn't want me to know about. Do you understand how I'm saying this? It doesn't change living by faith at all. I mean, again, it just goes back to what I've said to you before. There's the legal side and there's the experiential side. And just because it legally belongs to somebody doesn't mean they're going to experience it in their lives. You've got to use faith. And many times where people miss it in, in, in laying hands on people for healing or whatever the case is, is they don't position that person to receive from God. They don't get that person positioned to receive from God. You understand what I'm saying there? They've got to be in a position of faith, especially if you're dealing with something that's very serious. They've got to know that they know that they know that what God has sent in his word is so. And they cannot be moved by how they feel or what they're seeing or anything along those lines. That's what living by faith is all about. Does everybody understand how I'm saying this? But the, the bottom line to what I'm trying to get across right now is during these times when it looks like there's so much death and destruction and mayhem out there, lean into the arms of God. Put your trust in him. Keep your trust in him. 
He's faithful. I said he's faithful. He will always be there for you. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. It might seem like it's the case, but he's always there. I said he's always there. And I'm telling you this because sometimes we got to be there for one another. You know how I'm saying that? We've got to rally around one another. We've got to be able to be there to pray for one another, to encourage one another. I don't need somebody to come up to me and say, oh, you poor thing. I don't need that. I'm serious. What I need is somebody to come up, you got this. You're coming through this. You have what it takes to overcome this. The Spirit of God is living in you. Greater is he that is in you than he that is eternally defeated in this world. You've got the greater one in you. You've got the Spirit of God living in you. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in you. See what I'm saying? How that changes things? Kind of changes. You start to go, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. I thank God for my wife. I thank God for my children to be there to encourage me when I got these, this news. And so, friends, my church family, do not be taken aback by the things you're going to be seeing and hearing in the world today. The Bible is very clear. In these last days, perilous times will come. Again, I've shared this with you before. That word actually means times that are hard to deal with. Times that are hard to deal with. Glory to God. I remember I was, my mom was killed in, in that car accident. Some of you may not know about that. And um, right before we were to get married, and thank God she got to meet her one day. And I remember I was working. This is when we were in Bible school. And literally, the reason I'm here today is because of her. She would fall on her knees and pray for me. She told me that sometimes she would just, she would hit her knees Mention my name and just start crying. Hallelujah. We need to do that for our family, for each other. We're willing to get on our knees and pray for one another. Never let go of their rope. Never let go of my rope. She didn't know what I was going through. Thank God for her mom. And so she was, she lived in Texas. Of course, we were in school in Oklahoma. And she was getting our, our wedding prepared and helping. And all the ladies were excited. And, and um, uh, one month before we were to get married, one month before we were to graduate, I got that phone call. I'll never forget it. The Holy Sister said to me, Mom and Dad have been in an accident. Dad's okay. Mom was killed. I lost her. This is just striking me. Somebody gave me that little phone call. One time. Those little things. Oh, God. 
Donna was there with me. Remember she was there with me too. And I could just couldn't understand. How could someone like that? The most incredible Christian I'd ever known. Be killed like that. I didn't understand. Of course, then the enemy jumps on your shoulder. It's because he was naked. You know, all this stupid stuff. But I came to a crossroads in my life. I could push away from God because of what happened, or I could draw close to him. And I knew at that point in my life all that my God had done for me, how he had set me free from things he was doing inside of me. And I pressed into him. I know to this day, I, I still don't have an answer to the why. Why did it happen? But the thing I do have, a, a, a trust in the Lord, more than anything else in my life. I want you to get to that place where your trust is in the Lord, no matter what happens in your life. Do not let the things that happen on this earth be something that's going to cause you to push away from Him. Are you hearing me? You can't do that. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own I'm not saying that you don't use your understanding. But I am saying, how many times have I, I mean, we went through a, a season where this church was concerned, where it was like, it seemed like every Sunday I was just having to say that more and more. Lord, I trust you. I don't understand what's going on, but I trust you. I don't know what's going down, but I trust you. Here I am today. I believe that if you will do this now, during these days, during these times, you're going to see yourself come through them. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Woo! Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to have church family. Amen. Hallelujah. Let me, can I just say something else real quick? Living by faith doesn't mean you can't. Living by faith means you simply trust God and what he's given you. But how can someone pray for you if they don't know about what you're going through? I know the spirit of God is, is more than able to give us a word of knowledge to let us know what's going on in a person's life or a word of wisdom, something that might happen, is going to happen in their life. But the thing about it is, let us know when you're going through something. Again, I want to be able to pray with you. 
I want to be there to pray for you. Amen. This is so important. Can I say, Irene went in to get her, uh, they thought she had blockage. Remember we prayed for her? She went into the doctors. Ain't no blockage. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. But she let us know what she was going through, what she was facing. I've had somebody, literally, I've had somebody get angry at me because their mom passed away. And I never went to see her in the hospital. And I looked at that person, and I, you know, obviously I wasn't angry at her, but I said to her, how can I have gone to see her if I never knew she was in the hospital? Nobody told me she was in the hospital. I would have been there with bells on if you would have let me know. The point I'm trying to get across is not to get yourself in positions to believe what I'm talking about, but let us know what's going on so we can be there to pray for you. Prayer works. Prayer works. I know how to pray. I, I, I mean, it's not a hard thing to pray. But the bottom line is when I pray according to his will, I know he hears me. And I know if he hears me, the things I've asked of him, I got it. He said it in his word. And again, you might say, Pastor Dan, what if he says no? He's not going to say no. There are no yes and no propositions when you're in faith. And I know that might sound so strange to some people, but the Bible says all the blessings of the Lord, all the promises of God are yes, in him, yes, and in him, amen, to the glory of Christ. Amen. Yes, amen. Yes and amen. I don't say yes and sometimes no. And I'm going to kind I got something I really wanted to preach today. But you know what? Um, thank you, Jesus. One of the things we have to we have a very real enemy against us. Contrary to us, he literally hates you. He hates me. But how many know that if he could have killed me or killed you, he would have done it a long time ago? If he could just show up at any time and destroy you, he would have already done it. But if the enemy could have done it, but he didn't do it, what does that show you? He can't do it unless you give him an open door to your life. That's why you've got to get persnickety. And I know I use that word in this case, but it's the truth. You need to stop your foot down because you have authority over, over the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. Every one of you have been authorized. Jesus. You've been authorized to do what Jesus did in his name. Did you hear what I just said? Have you ever thought about a police officer when he's out doing traffic? Could a police officer in and of himself, stop a car just holding his hand out like that. It's not possible. A, tr a truck or a car would hit that police officer and send him flying. But how many stop when a police officer does that? Because he has the authority to stand up and do something like that. But it's not just that authority that causes people to stop. It's the power backing that police officer up. Are you hearing me? He has a gun at his side, plus the full government behind him. That's the power behind the authority that he's operating in. I hope 
you're listening to me right now. You have the authority in the name of Jesus to come against the devil. And when you use that authority against the enemy of your soul, glory to God, you got to know there's a power backing you up. Yeah. And it's the power of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo, thank you, Jesus. This stuff gets me excited. We got an enemy out there who wants to kill you, but he can't. That's why you need to plead the blood of Jesus over your life. Apply the blood of Jesus to your life. The blood of Jesus is there to cleanse us of our sins, but the blood of Jesus is also there to protect us. Are you hearing me? Apply the blood by faith. How many times have you heard me say lately, I have faith in the blood. I have faith in the blood. I have faith in the blood. I really do believe in the blood. I believe when I apply the blood of Jesus over my life, and yes, even over your lives, I do it. Every day, I pray for you and apply the blood to your lives. And I firmly believe it's like a, a supernatural force field going around you. In, in, in the, uh, uh, the story of the uh, Israelis when they left out of Egypt, the children of Israel, what happened before they left? They had the, the, uh, uh, the there was one more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There was one more what? Help me. Huh? Plague. Thank you. One more plague. Thank you. See, I knew you were here for a reason. There was one more plague that was going to be done, and the firstborn were going to be killed throughout Egypt. But God had all the children of Israel apply the blood of a spotless lamb to where they lived, over their doorposts. And wherever the blood had been applied, now get this, the destroyer could not come. He had to pass over. They did that by faith. I know a lot of times people say, Man, what are you talking about applying the blood of Jesus over my life? What are you talking about, Pastor Dan? I'm doing it by faith. But this isn't the blood of a spotless lamb. This is the blood of the spotless lamb of God. And when I apply it to your life, it is as a, as a shield, protecting you from the onslaught of the enemy to keep you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Doesn't that just kind of get you a little, whoo. These things, I tell you, these things are so important for all of us to take advantage of. How many have ever heard me say that and thought, well, yeah, I don't want to take advantage of that. It's that negative connotation. Has anybody besides me had that thought, man, I don't want to be taken advantage of? You know how that, that statement like said like that? But this is not a bad thing. How many want to bring glory to God? Seriously. How many want to bring glory to God? I want to glorify my God for all he's done for me. Do you know how I glorify him? Did Jesus, did Jesus receive glory for sickness? Or did he receive glory for the healings that happened through him? So in other words, when I take advantage of what Jesus Christ has done for me through his redemptive work, that brings him glory. I said, that brings him glory. I want people to know that my Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I want people to know that the same Jesus that walked in the days of the Bible is still walking today. Wherever I go, he goes. He's with me. Hallelujah. Wherever you go, he goes. If you're a Christian. Think about that. Don't you want to be at the right place at the right time? To be used by him to bless others. 
I know that a lot of times we tie in the, you know, to bless others with the financial realm, and it's true, it's part of that. That's not it. God could use you to bless some, uh, someone with healing, with, with, with deliverance, with salvation, with healing. When you're in the right place at the right time, that means you're going to be there when all of a sudden somebody who has been praying and believing God for somebody to come, lay hands on them to be healed, God will position you to be that person that they've been praying for. You're the answer to their prayer. And when you find yourself in that place, boy, you've got to be bold. It's a lot of times the enemy will hit you with thoughts. Ooh, is this what it's supposed to be about? Is this what it's supposed to be about? Oh, am I, what, if I, what if they say no? Oh, who cares? I said, who cares? Do you think that them saying no to you for you to pray for them is going to impact your destiny? Do you think when you get to heaven, uh, uh, the apostle Paul is going to come out, hey, I saw that time they said no to you. Nobody's going to care about that. What they're going to care about is your boldness. And that's when God will know I can tap them on the shoulder anytime to go out and do that kind of thing. Amen. I'm going to tell you a little story here. I don't know if I'm going to get it completely right. I'm going to share it with you because, again, this is being at the right place at the right time. Jerry Savelle tells us of the story that one time he went shopping at the mall with his wife. And he's like, I am. Go ahead. Go have fun. Go. I'm going to sit here in the middle of the, the mall. I'm not going to. I might just look around or whatever and go peruse, what they call it, window shopping or whatever the case is. So he, he, he sat, but then he got up and started walking around, like I said, in the different shops and moving from here and over there and over there and over here. And finally, this woman comes up to him and says, can you pray for me? And he looks at her and he said, yeah, I'll pray for you. Uh, why? How did you know to ask me to pray for you? I'm a minister. She said, because I looked, when I was praying today, I said, God, I need someone to lay hands on me and I'm going to be healed. And when I came to this mall today, I looked around, and all of a sudden, I saw this bright light going from over here to over there to over here to over there, and I knew it was you that I was supposed to have prayed for. I prayed for her. She was healed. His, the brightness of the glory on him was seen. Are you listening to me? Now, now could God do something through you? Does God want to do those kinds of things in your life and through your life? Oh, my goodness. What do you think that does to a person's faith? That they ask God, God, I just know. And the Lord says, go to the mall. Believe in God for healing. Go to the mall. That's the place you always go when you want to get healed. Go to the mall. <laughs> but she had, to be, she had to have faith and step out in faith to go, didn't she? And Jerry Savelle, unbeknownst to him, was in the place he was supposed to be. Because, see, I know how sometimes us men don't like to go. When you go shopping, go on with yourself. Go have fun with yourself. That's not my, I, I, am, a, I am a conqueror. I like to have my list, and I'm in and I'm out. I do not like to go, oh, <laughs> I don't like it. Grant, you like that? Yeah. <laughs> I know that 
having a heart ever since it was introduced is what? One of the greatest developments of human hardship ever since it was introduced. Are you listening? The Bible talks about us being led by the Spirit. How are you going to be led by the Spirit if you don't know the voice of the Spirit? How are you going to be led by Him if you don't know where He's leading you? But see, my declaration is when I say, Holy Spirit, I expect to be led by you today. I expect for me to be where I'm supposed to be because I'm following your leading. That's, that's the order of the Lord. I know the voice of the Good Shepherd. A stranger's voice I do not follow. Jesus, you call me by name. I follow you. So I know where I fully expect the Spirit of God to lead. Even when I come up here, you've heard me say this before. When I come into a service, I don't, I study and prepare a message. Six pages. You wonder how many pages I'm going to get into this? None of them. So there. How's that, Kelby? I am, listen, I am determined to be led by the Spirit. I am convinced that the things I'm saying to you are so necessary in this day and age. You are a Christian. You have the Spirit of God in you. He's not there to be a spiritual hitchhiker. He's in you for a reason. He's in there to anoint you. His gifts are in you. Are you listening? To empower you. I, I tell you, it, cha- it will change your life. Get the book by Brother Hagin, How to Be Led by the Spirit of God. It will change your life. Because, again, if the Spirit of God is leading you, you will always be in the right place at the right time. Now, let me throw this out for free because you need to hear this. That does not mean you're not going to face challenges. In this world, you're going to have tests and temptations and trials. That's going to happen. But you have good cheer. Jesus has overcome this world. I am a world overcomer. There is nothing I will ever face in this life that I cannot overcome. I need to say that today. I need to say that for me. There is nothing I will face in this life I cannot overcome because I got the greater one in me. I've got Jesus on my side. I'm in Christ. Are you hearing what I'm saying here? You are a world overcomer. You're a world overcomer. You're a world overcomer. We overcome this world. How? With our faith. Glory to God. Oh, I tell you, I tell you, I tell you. It will change you completely, 100%. But you have to be willing to do some things that may not compute with your head. And you're going to have to do some things where you're going to have to tell your flesh to shut up. <laughs> That's true. What do they call it? What do they call it? Uh, uh, laying your uh, flesh on the altar. Unfortunately, a lot of people hop right back up off the altar. Do you know that you cannot be operating in faith and fear at the same time? Did you know that? It's something that you need to know. Fear may come, but do not allow fear to take you. I know from whence I speak, as I've come to you. Because I know what it's like when I'm trying to all of a sudden, it tries. I mean, I'm talking about you. I know something evil just came and trying to trying to get me over in my fear. Boy, I just start speaking in tongues. And I start talking about the blood of Jesus. I speak in tongues. That's what I'm talking about. 
Do you know that the blood of Jesus still speaks to you? It will always speak of my redemption, of your redemption. Oh, God. Thank you, Jesus. But when fear comes, again, be persnickety about it. I mean, can you stomp your foot? You know what I'm talking about? You stomp your foot and say, no, I'm not allowing you in my life. When symptoms come, when things happen to your physical body, I mean, I've reached an age right now, I'm 60 years old. I know I don't look it, but I'm 60 years old. I throw that out there to make everybody think, what are y'all laughing at? There's too much laughing going on over there, Jerry. But anyway, um, and I was looking, this is one of the things I Anyway, um, I was looking on Facebook, and one of my high school friends who played college football, not with the Buffalo Bills, but they, uh, he played for Baylor University, but he died. He died. Tremendous athlete. And it just kind of took me aback. And I just came to the realization, again, I'm not going anywhere. I have destiny to fulfill. I have people to reach for Jesus Christ. But it still makes you realize I'm kind of at the end of my journey, heading toward the end of my journey. I'm like 30 years, 35 years. That would make me 95. Could you imagine me up here preaching at 95? And I'm just like going, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. See ya. <laughs> hey, Brother Hagen, I really liked the way he went home to be with the Lord. He was sitting there, and uh, they had uh, Doc Horton and his wife had made them breakfast. I guess they went over there to eat breakfast and stuff, and and uh, Brother Hagen ate some, and he said, uh, I don't know, I think Doc Horton or somebody asked him, you want some more? And he said, yes. And they went to get him some more, and they came back. His chin was on his chest. I could eat just one more meal, and then he left. I was like, all right, all right, I like that. Give me that big old, big old piece of pie. I'm like, would you like another slice, Pastor Dan? Sure. <laughs> Hallelujah. the greatest sensitivity to the things of God. Your, your heart has to be the most sensitive. This is something you can tell the people around you. I have a heart that is ever sensitive to the Spirit of God. I know the voice of the Most High God. People talk to you about God, but I can tell you about God. And then you just have to be bold about it. And if you mess up and you do something that you weren't supposed to do, that's okay. Just give back up and keep going forward. Again, I remember the time that Doug Jones talks about uh, uh, a minister, Brother Hagen. It was at, uh, I believe it was a Winter Bible Seminar. I'm not sure which of those uh, was one. And this particular minister got up right when Brother Hagen was making his announcement. This particular minister got up and had a word from the Lord, and he spoke it out. And it just caused, I don't remember what exactly happened, but I believe the, the place kind of erupted as a result. I mean, the Holy Ghost, good time. People were ministered to. People were greatly blessed. And Doug Jones said he was walking with that minister. Dad Hagen was in front of him. And, and Doug Jones looked at him and said, I could never have done what you just did. Dad Hagen turned around and said, that is why God wanted me to do that. You have a responsibility. We always say, I want to be used by you, Lord. Are you truly wanting to be used? said this to my daughter recently. God will ask you to do something not when it's convenient for you, but when it's convenient for them. 
I mean, it seems like we get, I've been to hospitals in the wee hours of the morning, called up. I had a teenager over there in Missoula who tried to commit suicide, going to the hospital in the wee hours of the morning. Had another particular individual who was doing something to their physical body, and I, it happened in the wee hours of the morning. I had to go to the hospital. Was that convenient for me? But did I want to be used by God to minister to them? See, a lot of times you have to tell your flesh to shut up. Because your flesh would rather stay in bed and curl back up and say, okay, Joan, you can handle it. Like I always like to say, call us, doesn't matter what time it is, if it's after 10 or it's about 6 in the morning, if it's about 6 in the morning, we'll handle it. I know that God is wanting me to get out to you this morning. I believe this is the reason why. of the things that happen. You cannot watch the news day in and day out and not, and not impact you. You've got to guard yourself. I'm not saying you can't watch the news, but you've got to know when to shut it off. You've got to, be, you, you've got to know when to, uh-uh, I don't need any more of that. Now go spend some time with my God. Get yourself encouraged in the Lord. See how I'm saying this? Do not allow the things that are happening right now in this world Bottle you or take you away because again the Bible is very clear these are the end times these are both those that are faithful and those that are unfaithful I'm convinced it is coming that it is happening I believe we are that generation I said I believe we are that generation we are that generation that's going to hear that shout and that trumpet blow we're going to be changed in the twinkling Isn't that cool? This thing is going to happen. This is what I say to it all. This is what I say. I trust in God. The Spirit of God is my strength. Don't allow these things to take you away. You need to pray, and then you've got to follow the leading of the Spirit. For example, go to renner.org. I'm not just trying to promote his ministry. There's a lot of other avenues you can go to be a blessing. does not matter the amount. What matters is the heart. Amen? And, and, and if other things start to transpire and other things start to happen, and I'm convinced they are, I mean, just Iran just shot some uh, missiles for one of our bases in Iraq. And, you know, it's just things happening. There's just things happening. But we are Christians. We're in the world, but we're no longer of this world. We have a responsibility, my friends, to let our light shine before all men. They need to know who we are. They need to know that we're believers, that we're Christians, and we're not ashamed of the gospel. Because I don't care how much is going on out there. You know what they need? They need Jesus. I know for a fact what he's done for me. And I guarantee you, every one of you can testify to that very same thing. What he's done for you. 
I'm believing for glorious days. Glorious days for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. For those who hunger and thirst after him. This is such a place. You have pastors that are hungry for God to move. We are determined to see the glory in this place. I want more of him. How about you? I just keep, it's just, I know this is my Star Trek days coming out, but I, I believe he's just fixing to take us places we've never been before. Hallelujah. I'm expecting God to move. I'm expecting God to show us his glory. Listen, I'm expecting to see signs and wonders in this place. Hallelujah. Are you hungry for him? Do you want more of him in your life? Do you want to experience him in a greater way than you ever have before? Do you want those God experiences? Amen. He'll let you have them. Because see, this is something he desires for you even more you could ever imagine. He wants to spend time with you. So, Father God, right now in Jesus' name, my prayer is that everybody in here today receive the word that you gave me to give to them. I'm believing in Jesus' name that this is a bunch of people who are going to call out to you with hearts full of hunger and thirst for you, for your ways. A greater revelation of you, my God. Of the love that you have for us. Of your goodness and your mercy. Of your grace. I know my heart, God, and I want you. I want to know you in a greater way than ever before. I want greater intimacy with you, Lord. I want to be known as your friend. Not just an acquaintance, but your friend. Not just a child of yours, but your friend. To know your heart, God. I love you so much, Lord. Help us, Lord. Remind us all. No matter what we're facing right now. No matter what we may see happening in the world around us. To lean into your arms. And to declare from our mouths that we trust you. We trust you with all our hearts. And lean not to our own understanding in all our ways we shall acknowledge you and you shall direct our steps we love you we praise you we thank you right now that our best days are before us we give you the glory and all the honor for this now in jesus holy name and everybody said amen Woo! glory to god glory to god glory to god god is good amen Thank you. I guarantee you I'm going to get to this message someday. Hopefully next Sunday. <laughs> Amen. I want to say this. I know, because I kind of asked God, why, why am I even going this direction right now, Lord? And the Lord has said, spoke to my heart, because I want you to demonstrate to these people how to live a life of faith. Because in order for us to take advantage of what Jesus Christ has done for us, you need to use your faith. Amen? And so I'm convinced as you keep coming and you keep seeing and receiving from the word of God, the glory to God, your faith is going to go way up. Amen? Hallelujah. Did you get something this morning? Praise the Lord. I call you blessed. We 
love you. This beautiful woman and I love you. Thank God for you. Have a great rest of your week. We'll see you next Wednesday evening or ladies next Thursday and definitely next Sunday. You are dismissed. Love you. Thank you.